Hey everyone, this is an episode actually recorded by Austin Miller from Strangest Fiction Podcast. He just brought me on to talk about the Rings of Power and what we're kind of going to be expecting in the upcoming show. It was a super fun and great collaboration, and you can check his podcast out, Strange as Fiction, and he's on TikTok as well. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Strange as Fiction. I'm your host, Austin Miller, and today we're talking about Amazon's much-anticipated and highly debated Lord of the Rings series, Rings of Power, which is only days away from release. And to help navigate these misty mountains is the host of the History of Middle-Earth podcast, Phil. Phil, welcome on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, before we you know, dive in on the actual show, Rings of Power, do you want to maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into Lord of the Rings? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've pretty much been a diehard Lord of the Rings fan ever since they came out. Um, and I just, yeah, I was kind of obsessed with them. So I had some, there were two other guys uh, that started a Lord of the Rings podcast, Up Talking Tolkien. Um, and I started listening to it and I got more and more into it. And on their, their group was super active, so I just started sharing stuff because like, I was reading through all these different books. And I was like, oh, this is some really cool information that like isn't in the movies or even some of the books, the main books at least. And so I just started sharing it and people are like, oh, these posts are awesome. Um, you should like start a page or something where, you know, we can go and kind of see all your posts about the history of all these characters and things all in one spot. Uh, so I did that, and eventually it uh, had everybody telling me, oh, you need to make a podcast, you need to make it a podcast. And I was kind of, well, I was super reluctant at first. Um, but after some convincing and some time and uh, help from the other two guys in their podcast, I was convinced to start it. Um, so I started my own podcast, and each episode we just dive into a particular character or maybe a family of people or location in Middle Earth and just go into as much history as we can get uh, in it from back to the very beginning all the way up through until after the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and what's what's crazy is I feel like with most franchises or storylines, uh, you'd probably run out of material really quickly if you just, you know, made every episode about diving deep on a certain aspect. But I feel with Tolkien, uh, you pretty much have endless content to draw from. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, and so, like, what was were the movies your entry point or was it the books? It, it was the movies. Um, yeah. I did have the book before I saw the movies, um, but I would just, it was the all kind of all in one book where it was like three inches thick and me as like a little middle schooler was like, well, I don't want to read a book that big. So I just kind of <laughs> sat there and then the movies came out. I was like, oh, this is what it's all about. So mm -hmm. then I eventually did go into the book. That's awesome. Cool. Well, <clears throat> you know, every good movie has a uh, comedic role and a straight man role. And I'm going to play the comedic role today because I'm, I'm a casual when it comes to Lord of the Rings. I've seen, you know, the movies... And I think I read Hobbit with my dad when I was growing up. Um, I quit uh, after, like, when I got to the Two Towers. I, like, couldn't make it through that book when the Ents started having their really long conversations. Um, but I do really enjoy I really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really interested in this upcoming show. I know there's kind of a lot of, you know, talk and debate about, you know, how, how they're portraying the story or, you know, are, are they true to the details of it all? But uh, all in all, the it looks like a great production. And 
I know there's a lot of money behind it, and I think for anyone who's into the Lord of the Rings, uh, we're rooting for it to be a success because it's kind of been a dry spell since we've gotten some good uh, Lord of the Rings content, and if it goes well, then then surely we'll get another season. If it doesn't, then uh, yeah, that was a very expensive uh you know, tests that went wrong. So. Yeah, I think it's the most expensive uh, TV series that's ever been made, from what I heard, if I remember hearing right. And I know they, with the following that Tolkien has, I think the bar's pretty high, and I hope they'll stick to it. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, maybe you could help us, you know, for those who've kind of seen the trailers or or not, uh, kind of set the tone for where we're at in this story. I think there's four different uh, ages or eras in, in Middle-earth, and I believe we're in the second era during this story. If you could kind of maybe tell us, you know, high level, what, what how the four eras break down and what, what's going on in this specific uh, second age. Yeah, so if you, for those who have seen the movies, which I'm assuming is just everyone, yeah. because um, <laughs> you'll remember each movie started with a flashback to something. Uh, the Return of the King started with a flashback to Smeagol and Deagle and how he came across the ring in the first place. The Two Towers was a flashback to all of Gandalf. But in The Fellowship of the Ring, you see the flashback to the armies of men and elves fighting in Mordor and the defeat of Sauron and the cutting of the ring from his hand and all that. That's basically the age that we're looking at, that time era. Uh, that was all in the second age. And it is actually, it's, it's like you said, there's four main ages. There's some time um, that come before the first age, but that, I, as far as I know, won't be in the series at all. But that, what we see in the Fellowship of the Ring, where Sauron's defeated and Asildor cuts the ring from his hand. That's the that battle basically signifies the end of the second age and goes into the third age. And the third age is where the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and all those other uh, stories that most people are familiar with take place. Um, so we're going to be in the second age for sure. Um, it's hard to tell because they kept everything so secret and so locked up for this entire time. Uh, they didn't want you know anyone finding out anything. But we know it's probably based on the characters and what we see, it's going to be very early on in the second age, maybe even flashbacks to the first age. Um, again, that's just a guess from what I see in the yeah. previews. Uh, but it's, so that's the, going to be the time era we're look, looking at right now. Cool. Um, when it comes to, <laughs> you know, the, the story from the movies that we all know, is that like the seminal climax of all history in, in Middle Earth? Or is that just like a blip on the radar and, just one of many of these like possible Earth Middle Earth ending uh, sagas. Oh, that, that's just a blip. There's a, okay. a ton, ton of <laughs> so there's a ton of huge events that go down in the Second Age, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, which ones they go over. Okay, good. That actually that actually makes me excited because it you know it raises the stakes a little bit for what, what's happening. Even though you know <laughs> we, we we know Middle Earth survived because obviously we're you know of the movies we're in the later stage, but I, I still like to know that. Uh, you know, there's some very important uh, points in timeline there on, in the second stage. So, oh yeah, um, that, that that flashback scene is, I think, if I remember right, it's like the fifth time that they did a big battle with Sauron, and that was just the final one because that was when he was, you know, defeated, as we saw. But yeah. there's a lot of other battles and different things that happen leading up to that of where these rivalries come into being, too. I love it. I love it. Uh, in terms of like characters you know when i first saw this trailer i kind of was like oh man uh, i'm kind of bummed because you know i i really like gandalf and i really like all these <laughs> characters from the original but then i remember wait, wait wait a second like age is not the same in middle earth as it is in our earth and gandalf i believe is thousands of years old and you know you have the elves that can live really long um what characters do you think 
might make an appearance in this story from from the movies. So from the ones that we're already familiar with, we do know there's obviously Galadriel, who we see. We you know they say her name a couple times and. The previews, we know Sauron's back, and this is probably going to be when he has his big return. There's also, you know, a, a young Elrond, and I'm assuming because of how early it looks that they're starting in the Second Age, we might even see the founding of Rivendell, and when mm-hmm. he goes into the mountains and found, and you know, kind of builds his um, not fortress but safe haven. Yeah, Rivendell. So we may even see Rivendell again, and then we do see again going back to that flashback in the Fellowship of the Ring. We we're gonna see Elendil and Isildur again, both a little younger, obviously, and uh, the Numenorians, although men, also lived you know, longer lives than normal. So that's gonna span a, a good time. And then we know Gilgalad, who you only really see him like in one or two quick, like second-long flashes in the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring. A little more if you watch the extended edition, but he's also going to be playing a major part in this as well. And uh, the poor hobbits is, I believe, only live to like 90, 100 years ish old, right? So you probably <laughs> won't see anybody. <laughs> any no, of those characters. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, no hobbits that we're familiar okay. with. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, you know, as I was kind of preparing the, for the show, I, I kind of like did a little bit of research. I was. Uh, you know, looking through uh, Stack Exchange, actually, at some of the conversations going on. And, I, you know, again, I'm a complete casual, so, you know, bear with me here. But I don't I don't know if I knew that Gandalf was, like, another type of being. Is that right? Like, how... how what is his, like, origin story as well as Sauron's? How did they come into being? Because it's not, like, a normal, like, hey, I was born to my mom and dad and, and <laughs> I found a magic <laughs> no. jewel and now I'm living forever. Like, how, how did their uh, origins come about? Um, okay, so this actually might even be touched on in the series so what you see we kind of in the previews you see this i don't know if it's an elf or a human i'm assuming elf walking up this hill and there's this giant bright light in this huge uh castle fortress thing that you see but if you look closely uh you see that the light is coming from two different trees and then that with that giant fortress there it's describes valinor which is where like the gods live and you have different levels of gods you have the valar which are like the high god I mean, well, let me back up a little bit. You have Iru Iluvatar, who is like the one main god, the god of God. And he created everyone else, including the other gods, like the Valar. And there were those are the ones that kind of go down into the world, into Middle-earth, and they're known as the Ainur. Um, and then you have kind of the lesser gods, which are known as Maiar. And now that's where a lot of the characters and the beasts that we see kind of fall into. So Gandalf, really all the wizards, or the Astari as they're also known as. So Gandalf, uh, Saruman, Radagast, the two blue wizards who we never see, are all in that Maiar category. As well as uh, Sauron himself is a Maiar. And even, uh, I believe, the Belrogs too fall into that category as well. Are Maiar why... like, you know, like semi-demigods or, you know, angelic? Or what, what are they exactly? Do we know? They're, they're basically just they're full gods they're just like lesser gods so basically they were sent down and each given a task to do in mm, middle earth gotcha. but because they didn't want the Maiar going and like completely ruling over everything and everyone they kind of limited their powers and be like hey you're gonna take you know take on this flesh and be look like an old man and your powers are gonna be kind of limited so that's why mainly when gandalf like died quote unquote he didn't really die he just kind of went back to his spirit you know god the spirit, that's uh, uh, where I'm looking for, like uh, ways, and then they sent him back because he, as we heard him say in the movie, his task was not complete. Um, mm-hmm. So they're they're not like where it was like 
what was it Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, where yeah. you know, it was like a god came down and then uh, mated with you know a, a human, and now they had a baby, and now it's, he's like half god, half human. It's, it's nothing like that. They're basically just full gods that were sent to take the form of a human. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is still gr- pretty Greek, though, because they're intermingling mm-hmm. uh, with humans, yeah. right? You know, kind of like right. the Greek gods would come down and, you know, whether it was have families, kill people, whatever it was, they are always meddling <laughs> with uh, humans in their affairs. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, well, thanks. That, that helps understand a little bit more uh, how, the, how these people are living so long and how they came about. The, the rings themselves, um, you know... I think most of us who've seen the movies are aware of the ring, you know, that mm-hmm. that uh, Frodo carries with him, as well as kind of the wraiths and in, in their story, uh, you know, that at the they show at the very beginning um, that each, you know, these like kings were given a, a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize that there were 19 total rings. And I was also reading a little bit more into, I guess, Sauron had put part of his soul into the ring that Frodo was carrying. And... Uh, you know, so that's when like it gets destroyed. We see, you know, the f- impact it has, um, and that reminds me a lot of like J.K. Rowling. I think she definitely yep. took some uh, influence from Tolkien here with the Horcrux idea, uh, idea in quotes, because it, you know it's pretty spot on to what Tolkien was doing here. But uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the history of the Rings, and and you know, at this point in the in time, the second era, are these rings all in existence, or some being created, or you know what's happening here in the Rings? Yeah, so, yeah, I was going to definitely bring up the, the Horcruxes from Harry Potter. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. that's basically exactly what happened with the ring. So, and a character, he's getting newly introduced to the series, but if anyone who's read the books like the Silmarillion and some of the others will have heard his name before as Celebrimbor, and he's the one that created the 19 lesser rings of power. Basically, the elves and the dwarves, once middle, they all got settled in Middle-earth, Middle they all, you know, became friends, They were and were creating all these different things, and at the time, the elves were basically unmatched in their ability to create weapons, armor, gold, items, whatever it was. So Sauron went to them, and basically under a disguise as Anatar, and where he's, you know, he's a master manipulator, and he was just trying to get them to make all these rings, and pretending that he had a, you know, just a, it was a new hobby that he wanted to take up, basically. So Celebrimbor is who he kind of recruits, and makes the 19 rings of power that go to the elves, dwarves, and men. And then Sauron is like, oh, thanks for teaching me how to do that. And then he runs back to Mordor and creates his one ring of power to rule over all the others. And that's when everything kind of goes south. Once he puts on the ring, the elves, you know, they, people can feel that something's different and has changed. And he eventually then, spoiler alert, kills Celebrimbor and kind of parades him around and starts his, you know, trying to take over the world scheme. So at this point, we, the rings... We'll probably actually watch the rings be made at some point throughout the series, in my opinion. So, sorry, it's one kind of blacksmith that's doing the creation of all of these, is that right? Yes. Or is it, so yeah? Kill wow. okay. was like a master, you know, blacksmith. He made the not only the 19 rings of power, but in, again, in the Fellowship of the Ring, the, the doors of Moria, where, you know, they're waiting outside and the watcher attacks them and they're trying to guess the password and it's all lit up. Um, Kilbrimbor made that as well. He did that, like, those, like... Is he a dwarf? No, he's an elf. Elf? Okay. Yeah, at the time, the elves and the dwarves were were super close. Oh, sorry, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, I don't know how much of that you caught, but um, it was... 
he's an elf because at the time the elves and the dwarves were super close and basically that door more or less just kind of remained open and they traded goods back and forth all the time so the dwarves were helping the elves elves helping the dwarves and so on and just to because he was good at what he did you know they enlisted his help to create that so the door itself was made by the dwarves but then when you hit see it the moonlight hit it and it gets that glow and the designs and the engravings and all that that was done by Kellen Brabor, who we're going to meet. That's cool. I feel like someone that was that important had that much of an impact. I feel like I should have known his name already, or like <laughs> he should be more popular in, in, in popular culture. But, you know, the guy did not get his respect that he was due. <laughs> yeah, funny. he was um, completely, completely taken advantage of. Yeah, seriously. Um, the So one of the things that surprised me when I was looking more into the show, a lot of these events, uh, you know, the Rise of Sauron, the Forging of the Rings of Power... The Fall of Numenor and the Last Alliance of Elves and Men. These are kind of like the big, I think, big topics that we're going to be hitting on in the show. Uh, do not actually have a lot of mention in the books themselves. Apparently, they're mostly, a lot of this information is taken from Tolkien's appendixes um, in which he wrote about this. How, how much do we know? Like, have you have you read the appendixes at all? Like, and do you know, like, yes. is there a ton of information on each of these topics? Is it pretty Spartan and we're really filling in the gaps here? Or like, what, what is that like? Yeah, so a lot of this is covered under the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion starts a good ways, starts a ways before what the, where the series is going to start and then continues on until a good bit after. But when you see all these other books like Baron and Luthien, Children of Hurin, um, The Fall of Numenor is now a book that's going to be coming out here soon. Oh, really? Okay. That's yeah, a book so, that's been published for a while? Uh, the Silmarillion has. Oh, the Silmarillion. Okay, I thought there's, it was uh, Yeah, there's a chapter in the Silmarillion called like The Downfall of Numenor or something like that, and it kind of mm-hmm. covers it. And then the Silmarillion also covers Baron and Luthien and The Children of Hurin and like all these other stories that are books, but it's just not as in-depth. Then if you like read... Baron and Luthien, the book itself. Um, so, which I actually really enough have right here. Uh, oh, so, nice. So, you'll get a lot more. So, the Silmarillion covers all that, but it's not as in-depth. And so, you you get the gist of the downfall of Numenor and what happens and why and everything. But when and what me- is what is Numenor? So, it's an island. Basically, the men and the elves kind of came together and fought off like Melkor and uh, and Sauron. So the gods okay. basically blessed them with that island of the island of Numenor. And as you you kind of see quick flashes of it in the previews, and it's you know it's a sight to behold. It's they were it was a gift from the gods. So <laughs> yeah. And basically, what happened was they go to Middle Earth, they sail across, and they capture Sauron, or Sauron more or less kind of deliberately gives himself up, and they bring him back to Numenor. And he goes into his master manipulator mode again, who, and he starts manipulating Arpharazon, who is also going to be in the series, and his wife, Tarmiriel, both in the series now, and basically convinces them that, oh, they should sail for Valinor, where the gods are, and try to get, you know, e- eternal life and be, instead of just like this, oh, you live a little longer because you, you're blessed by the gods and whatnot. He's like, why you should go to them and make have them make you become immortal. And he basically starts turning him against the gods. And the gods, <clears throat> I believe it's just uh, Iru, you know, they get angry and they wipe the, the island. They're like, screw it, we're just going to drown the place because now they've all turned against us because of Sauron manipulating Yeah, they them. just rage quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then there's some like Elendil and a sealed door who are the entire time be like, no, that's not right. Like, don't do this. Like, you're going to screw us over. This is not what's supposed to happen. 
and the, they're called the blessed and or the faithful the faithful can't talk um and they were basically given the boats to go to middle earth and have like a way out so basically elendil is sealdor anarian who is the sealdor's brother and all any of the numenorians who remained faithful the entire time were given you know an exit and then again going back to like it's very like the story of noah in the bible where noah was given the boat to be saved and then everything else in that area was flooded out and that's basically what happened with Numenor so then Numenor gets flooded drowned out in the ocean so Elendil Isildur and Anarion come into Middle Earth and that's when they found Arnor and Gondor that's cool okay well I appreciate that these are these are why we got you here these are things that I would <laughs> never know on my own <laughs> um so you know from what I've read you don't have to like I this the show is made so that anyone could hop in and be able to understand what's going on without a lot of previous knowledge mm -hmm. but if people want to do do a quick download uh whether it's movies books like what what would you recommend is there um you know uh a youtube channel you like or you know an order a specific order of the movies you'd recommend i know some people might start chronologically with how they were released others might start with a hobby i don't know what what, what advice do you have for anyone looking to kind of catch up real quick yeah so the movies won't help too much because they are all in the third age mm -hmm. um there is let me see if i can pull it up a youtube channel everyone was telling me to do a youtube channel too but i'm like oh this guy already kind of has it taken care of i'm trying to figure out um what is hey you can have you can definitely have more than you know do you know how many marvel youtube channels oh. there are out there phil <laughs> there's like a five million so <laughs> that's true oh it's, it's <laughs> I think called... we can handle two lord of the rings channels out there. <laughs> um Nerd of the Rings is what the YouTube channel is called. Okay, Nerd of the Rings, okay. And he basically does similar to what I do, just in YouTube mm -hmm, form. Mm -hmm. um, I, there is my podcast, but I've done mostly up all through the Lord of the Rings and hearing about one or two episodes, I'm starting into the, basically to kind of follow along with the TV series. Oh, cool. What, um, yeah, you want to shout out some of the spots we can find you as well? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Facebook. There's a Facebook page and a Facebook group. It's they're both history of Middle Earth podcast. You can find the podcast itself on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Maybe one more, but I think that's it. And then we have an Instagram at History of Middle Earth Pod as well. Cool. And then um, yeah, people can send in questions or anything that they have, especially when the TV series starts. If something just doesn't make sense or kind of left open, they can send in a question to the Facebook page or our email, which is Middle. Archives at gmail.com and then I'll answer it on one of the following episodes. Yeah, if anyone sends me a question, I'm forwarding it directly to Phil. So. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Awesome. Uh, well, I, I appreciate your time today and uh, I think we've been able to, you know, kind of get a good springboard for, for the show. What's your overall hype level for the show? I'm I'm pretty stoked, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's, unfortunately there is, looking at the list, there's like a good amount of made up characters that I'm, mm -hmm. a little, I'm a little nervous about but uh, there's also like well there's like are they gonna do it where the hobbit where it's like you know you have uh killy falling in love with um tariel and then they have like their own storyline which in the books like that never happens and killy was supposed to be you know at erebor when they found it and went in with everybody else and, but now he gets held back so tariel can come and save him and like it's weird like if they just introduce like hey here's tariel she's a cool warrior elf and that was it and she like fought alongside and did whatever i was like cool whatever give an elf a name i don't care but when there's like completely changing the storyline that's when i'm like uh, i'm not a fan so i don't know if it's like hey this guy is this name he's a made-up character but it's basically just so this guy has a name so a sealed can yell at him and it 
sounds more authentic because he used his name or something like that. So. Yeah, when, when it comes to like altering things, I'm pretty, you know, of course I want to give the director and writer some like creative freedom, but I'm yeah. pretty much a fan of sticking to the script. And if you do want to explore new paths, characters, identities, whatever it is, then I I encourage creating kind of a new series or a spin-off series or something kind of uh, separate to the original story so that you can explore these other characters and ideas you have. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate when they kind of stick to the original script. Yeah, like I'm not a... Adaptation. Yeah, I'm not a hardcore purist. If they make little changes here and there, cool, whatever. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. But other than that, yeah, like I'm... Like, I'm obsessed with everything Numenorian. Isildur is one of my favorite characters. Um, just, like, all that everything they have to do with and the founding of Gondor and like everything is like my favorite people groups and locations and everything. So I'm super stoked to see these coming on the big screen and coming in uh, yeah, our TVs for, for once. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, with guests, I like to end with uh, a rapid fire, rapid fire where I'll ask <laughs> five questions and oh, man. just, I want you to just, whatever's on top of your mind, whatever you're feeling, just answer them, you know, uh quickly so I'll, I'll give them to you right now okay so uh the movies or the books movies movies okay dream vacation new zealand <laughs> New Zealand. hey there we go like <laughs> um will this show get a second season i'd say yes yep uh return of the king or hobbit return of the king elves or dwarfs dwar or sorry elves <laughs> <laughs> awesome thanks phil that's that's everything but uh we appreciate you man and and um, you know maybe as the show progresses, maybe we have you back on to talk a little bit about what's progressing. But uh, thanks for hopping on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, just let me know and I'll be make sure to come on.